Yo, what is up everyone? I am the Queen of Marks. My name is Carmen and you are listening to the Queen of Marks podcast. And today I want to talk about All Elite Wrestling AEW Double or Nothing. Now, today is May 30th. Um, It is a Thursday and it is 9.40 p.m in the great city of Chicago. And Double or Nothing happened a few days ago. People have already talked about it. Jim Cornette gave his opinion. More on that later. Um, But people have already talked about it. And I don't feel the need to um, review the pay-per-view because it's already been done before. By this time, you guys all know what happened at the pay-per-view, who won, who showed up. It was amazing. It was awesome, in my opinion, my humble opinion. So I'm not going to go over the card from match one to the main event. This doesn't make sense to me. What I do want to talk about, though, is all elite wrestling in general. And what I feel is a big takeaway from this event what I think that their strong points are as of now and what I think or what I am a little bit concerned about after this event. Now, Double or Nothing was their first ever pay-per-view. And what a statement. What a statement to make. Your first ever pay-per-view. They have a deal with TNT, primetime television. And this is their debut. Fantastic get into the technicalities of all that the production was fantastic the camera work was excellent the stage design was great the lighting beautiful the sound fantastic everything from a production standpoint looked professional this looked like a show that is going to be on tnt come september or october It was great from a production standpoint. Matches, great. We know this, right? We know. We know. know. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, the Lucha Bros, Dustin and Cody Rhodes, and the debuting John Moxley. Fantastic. Some of their breakout performers, MJF. Hangman, Adam Page, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela. Good, solid roster they have. And what a strong tag team division they have as well. So everything from a production standpoint, I thought was solid. With my limited amount of experience and knowledge of that side of wrestling, I thought that it was really good. To me, it looked professional, and that's all that matters. When you're watching the show, you need it. People know, even if you don't have any broadcasting or production experience, you know when something looks like shit if you're watching it. And it definitely did not look like shit. There were some moments where a spot happened and the camera didn't exactly pick it up. A few bumps in the road. It happens. But overall, very good, very good. Commentary saw Excalibur, Jim Ross, and fucking Alex Marvez. 
Alex Marvez was the drizzling shits on commentary. And I'm not going to dwell into this too much. Because it wasn't so bad that it ruined the show. At least in my opinion, it wasn't. But if this is your going to be your guy moving forward, I definitely think that... I don't know if it was nerves for him. I don't know what it was. But I definitely think that they... If they have faith in this guy and they want to move forward with him, you know, him being their play-by-play, he needs some work. In my opinion, listening as a wrestling fan, I didn't really... He didn't help me get into it. He didn't add much to the commentary team. I don't think commentary team needs three men, but that's something that they want to go for, which is fine. Um, but he didn't add anything. He didn't add anything for me. I thought it would have been fine with Excalibur and Jim Ross. I thought it would have been fine with just those two. Um, all right, so we talked about the commentary team. We talked about the production um talked about the matches being good so everything from that standpoint about double or nothing was good um aew is going to have um a merit-based system this is something that they said and we really don't know what that means and coming out of double or nothing we still don't know what that means they say wins and losses are going to matter which i think is fantastic um, when they said this, I had in mind, um, what I had in mind was that wrestlers, after they win matches, they will be awarded points. And these points will help you boost up in the rankings. And I think this is great. I think it makes sense. For a combat competitive sport, it makes sense to have what, what you're fighting for. What you're competing for in basketball. They just don't have, you know, uh, um, games until the playoffs come, right? They're playing in order to boost their ranking in their conference or whatever to put them in the position where they can play in the playoffs. And if AEW is focused on creating a competitive sports-like wrestling program, Wins and losses should matter, and it should be going to a merit-based system. So I think that that's a great shout. And we didn't really see much of that. We didn't see any of that besides the commentators um, alluding to it. We didn't see it on Double or Nothing. At Double or or Nothing. I think it's a great shout. I think it's a great idea. Um, And I I honestly think that that's something that's going to help them stand out from WWE. Another thing that's going to help them stand out. Uh, he was in the Casino Battle Royale. My man from England, the hardcore, Jimmy Havoc. When you're talking about wrestling, and Jim Cornette has a different opinion. There are different styles, and that's okay. And Jimmy Havoc is very much so a part of that hardcore style of wrestling. And so is John Moxley. You got Joey Janela and you got Darby Allen. So they got a good, solid foundation for hardcore wrestling. And I think this was not done by just a coincidence. This is purposely done. If they get a guy like a Matt Tremont, it'll be even better. But... When you look at hardcore wrestling, this is something that you're not going to be able to see 
on WWE television. So it makes them stand out. It's good for business. It's good for helping them stand out. The same way WCW had their cruiserweights and TNA had their X division and it helped them build an identity that was separate from World Wrestling Entertainment. The juggernaut that is WWE. They have such a monopoly over the industry and they in a way have shaped the narrative of what professional wrestling is. When you bring an alternative to that, it entices people because it's different, it's new, and it's fresh. So you're bringing in hardcore wrestling, guys like Jimmy Havoc, John Moxley, Darby Allen, Joey Janela. If you can get a Matt Tremont in there, you are building a foundation of hardcore wrestling that is unique and that you can only see on TV when it comes to AEW. Where else are you going to see a guy get stapled in the nuts? If you want to see it, AEW has it. And I think that that is a great shout for them. Jim Cornette has has his opinions on hardcore wrestling. Those are his opinions and those are totally fine. But hardcore wrestling and AEW, another pro. Another thing that I am looking forward to seeing more of when it comes to weekly television. Another thing that I was so impressed with that um, Jim Cornette was not so happy about because it involved the Young Bucks, um, who have now become basically his arch nemesis. It's like now his gimmick to shit on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which is fine. That's his gimmick. Go with it, right? But what I loved about Double or Nothing was the match between the Lucha Bros and Kenny Omega. I mean, I'm sorry, the Young Bucks. I love this match. Um, And I think, like I, I spoke about hardcore wrestling and how it's something that you will only be able to see on AEW and that's going to give them that edge. Good wrestling is going to give them that edge too. Because the style that the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, the way that they are wrestling is not something that we see on WWE television. Even though WWE has definitely transformed their product and has moved from, you know, a different towards a different style of wrestling with smaller guys, you're still not going to get that. You're not going to see that because it's not the safest. And there's so much going on, it's even hard for the cameras to pick it up at times. They missed a couple spots in this match. Because the camera didn't know what to focus on because there was so much good shit going on. That's something that they're going to have to improve on. That's not a good thing. You're doing shit, but nobody can see it. It's a waste of time and energy. So that's something I feel like they're going to have to work on. But Lucha Wrestling is something that the WWE has shit on. They don't give a fuck about luchadors. They have some of the best talent in wrestling when it comes to Mexican luchadors. And they could give a fuck. They put them in shit like the Lucha House Party. And they make them (laughs) job and get beat to a pulp by a racist. 
How smart on WWE, by the way. How smart. Lars Sullivan has controversy with racism, sexism, all that good shit. Fresh controversy. And you book him on your show while the wound is still fresh to beat up a group of Mexicans. Who? Whose decision was that? It has to be some kind of joke. They knew what they were doing. You should be ashamed of yourself, whoever booked that. Because you knew exactly what you were doing. Anyway, my point is, WWE does not take Lucha Wrestling seriously. And it's great. It's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. It's fantastic. I love Lucha Wrestling. I love the Lucha Underground. It was so fucking good. And if AEW can bring some of that raw, no pun intended, talent of Lucha Wrestling to their product, that's something that's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. People have not seen that on American television. They haven't seen it. They haven't seen it. If they can get a guy like Bandito, young, young talent, or if they can get a guy like Rush, young talent, great look, intense competitor, then that'll be a good shout. Same thing with the Japanese wrestling. There has, for the Mexicans that have been shitted on, you've had your Eddie Guerrero's and your Rey Mysterio's. There has nobody, there has been no group of people that have been more shitted on in wrestling in the WWE than Japanese wrestlers. Especially now, it's even more evident. Vince has a problem with Asians. It must be. He has Shinsuke Nakamura. Kenta, Asuka, now he has Kushida. We don't know how he's going to treat him. He's still new. But you have all this great Japanese talent, and you're not doing shit with them. If AEW can get some New Japan superstars, some wrestlers, and bring that strong style, hard-hitting wrestling to American audiences and mainstream audiences. Do you know how successful that would be? Let's say you had a guy like Shibata. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Excuse me if I pronounce it wrong. You have a guy like Shibata. Hard hitting shoot wrestler really just kicks the fuck out of you. If he was still wrestling, imagine him. In AEW, AEW, a company that has said they want to have legit wrestling, sports-centered wrestling matches on their show. Imagine a guy like that in AEW kicking the hell out of people on national television, on TNT. For people who have never watched wrestling or people who have watched wrestling a long time ago, they tune in and they see that. That's the shit people want to see, especially with UFC being so popular Shoot style Japanese wrestling would be such a good shout for AEW to have. And it's something that you're not going to see 
anywhere else on national television because WWE is just not going to do it. That's what they need. They need new, innovative things that they can bring to the forefront and mainstream audiences. I think that's great. I think that would be good. So those are some of the things that I am... That's another thing that I am looking forward to seeing. Hopefully, potentially, in AEW. And now I want to talk about some of the things that I do not want to see in AEW. I have a major, major, major concern with AEW and the exclusive... How do I say this word, man? Exclusivity? Whatever. I have a huge problem with their wrestlers being exclusive. So as far as I know, a lot of their performers like Darby Allen and Luchasaurus and the people that they have signed are able to do outside bookings. But that will stop once they go um, on weekly television. If it does indeed end once they go on weekly television, good shout. If they allow some guys to do indie bookings while being on their show, weekly show, Tuesday Night Dynamite, whatever it may be called, that is a bad idea. That is a terrible idea. You run the risk of two things. One is injuries and two is overexposure. You want to be able to say, like I was just talking about um, hardcore wrestling, lucha wrestling, and Japanese wrestling being something that you will only be able to see. That real authentic, different style that you will only be able to see on AEW will draw people in. You want to be able to say, you can only see Chris Jericho on All Elite Wrestling. You can only see Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, MJF. Hangman page on Tuesday Night Dynamite. Why having your top stars be able to perform it in the events is, in my opinion, is a bad idea. Then there's a difference if you have a working agreement. If AEW decided that they wanted to have a working agreement with New Japan, I think that would be a great shout. When you allow these guys to make bookings elsewhere, it just really, you overexpose your talent. And then you run the risk of injuries. Imagine if your top star, Hangman Page, gets injured at Dragon Gate. Then what? Some buttfuck indie show. Dragon Gate that nobody watches that's on TV. Now he's injured. His knee is banged up. Now you just lost one of your top guys to a fucking indie promotion. No. That's not how it works. AEW wants to be the big leagues. They are going to be the big leagues. Once you get on TV, you're the big leagues. Your wrestlers have to be exclusive. 
They have to be exclusive talents. Having working agreements with other promotions, I think, is a great shout. But as far as letting them run off to any indie promotion, I know I don't think it's a very good idea. I don't think that's a very good idea. But that's just my opinion on the exclusive aspects of the contracts. That's one thing that I don't want to see in AEW. I want people to be able to have exclusive contracts. I believe that brings a little bit of legitimacy to your product. Um, LeBron James can't go compete for fucking... He can't just run off and go compete with another basketball league. Ice Cube's fucking basketball league. He works for the NBA. He plays in the NBA. You know? So. Well, again, my name is Carmen. Not Jim Cornette. So I don't have a list of complaints that I'm not going to ramble on for an hour. I love Jim Cornette, by the way. I just disagree with what he had to say um, regarding AEW. But those are some of the things that I enjoyed about Double or Nothing, some of the things that I am looking forward to, as well as is some of the things that I hope they don't do. And I don't really have many concerns about the show. I thought it was really, really good. Um, one thing that I didn't talk about was Cody Rhodes destroying the throne. Um, I also didn't talk about um, Sammy Zayn shouting out AEW. Uh, Vince Russo believing that AEW and WWE have a working agreement. I'm not going to talk about shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, I might, but today I didn't. Um, again, this is the first ever episode of the Queen of Marks podcast. This is something that I have no idea how it's going to go. Um, I've been a wrestling fan since I was seven. I'm now 20 years old. Uh, I will always be a wrestling fan. And in my opinion, wrestling is the hottest that it has ever been in my lifetime. And I am very excited for AEW. I am very excited for competition. And I'm so excited to see where wrestling is, is headed and where it's going to be. And I love talking about it. And this is why I'm doing this. Um, if I can get interactions with other wrestling fans, that's my main goal. I just want to hear what other people have to say. I want to have open dialogue with people. I want to add my two cents to the conversation. Build this wrestling community because if this is a, a sport that I love so much. And I love the fans even more. I love the community of wrestling fans. I think we're awesome. I think we're passionate. And... This is why I'm doing this. This is why the Queen of Marks podcast is a thing. Because I am the Queen of Marks. Once again, my name is Carmen. And if you guys like this, I will do more. <laughs> if I am talking into a void, that's okay. I will continue to talk into a void. Some things that you are passionate about, sometimes they take a little bit of work. Sometimes they take a little bit of grinding. Grinding at. Nothing's going to be an overnight success. Nothing's going to blow up in a day. I don't expect it to blow up. I don't want it to blow up. Because this was the first episode in this. By all means, definitely need some improvement. I know I can get better at this. Um, 
and I think I want to. I kind of like talking. Um, <laughs> I definitely always like talking about wrestling. So this is fun, and I'm going to continue to do it. And however far it goes, it's however far it goes. And if people like it, if people listen to this, thank you so much for listening. Um, I am out. I don't have a cool send-off yet. I will think of one. I will get high, and I will come up with a, a brilliant idea. And I promise next episode I will have a, a, a fantastic ending. But as of now, all I have to say is bye. Thank you so much for listening. And all of you have a great and fantastic night mark out